0: Welcome to The Aging Hipster Watches, The boys. In this episode, Tiffany Esko and I are bravely forging on, talking about the end of season one and what we are looking forward to in season two. In our new house with a functioning internet, it's Tiffany Esko. How's it going?
1: Hello. It's good now that I've got 5G.
0: And it looks like you also have a lamp. And... I have some light. <laughs> yeah, I can. You can
1: see me. I can see you. I can <laughs> hear you. We're not hotspotting. It's great.
0: And so you you finished the last four episodes, correct? I did.
1: I did. Um, But are we going to address the elephant in the room that um, we've lost our beloved Gabby?
0: Oh, that's right. Just like the members of the Seven Losing Translucent, we have have (laughs) lost Gabby. Uh, It was great to have her on the first episode. But uh, we are continuing on. And she's more than welcome to come back to talk about the boys and Chase Crawford, Nate Archibald from bad girls no oh. gossip girl yep
1: gossip girl <laughs> i had such high hopes for you yeah i for yeah. now i will be i'm what you guys are stuck with the nerdier not nearly as funny gabby but we will make do
0: maybe yes, we'll we beg will. her to
1: come on as a guest sometime
0: oh definitely but so that means we have plenty of room for you dear listener to write in all of your thoughts Suspicions, any sort of harebrained idea that you might have about the boys, you can write us in at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com, aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. And then please like, review, subscribe to this podcast feed. We got a couple going on the Aging Hipster Network feed, and there's also the Aging Hipster Watches feed that's going on separately. So we got two different feeds. We're on everywhere that you may find a podcast. Um Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, I think Amazon's even opening up the podcasts. I I'm sending it everywhere, so please, uh rate review, write in, do something, and then yeah, let's just enjoy the boys. Yeah. All right. Yep. And so let's start off with a recap. Let's two minute recap tiff of the last four episodes of what you can. Remember, I'm going to put on, put you oh, on. no! Okay. Put you on the tape. Ready?
1: Oh man, I was not prepared for a comedy.
0: I know. I know. I'm putting okay. you on the spot. Go.
1: Okay. So let's see. Uh, last four episodes. Let me think. Let me think. I got this. Don't say anything. Um, basically, at this point, all the by the end of the four episodes, all of the characters motives and emotions and MOs are all kind of laid out on the table, which is really nice. And you kind of can see it all coming to a head and it starts to really pick up. Um, they was episode five, the, uh,
0: Festival. That's the one where they, yeah, they go to the uh, evangelical festival. Yep. Yep. With so Hughie
1: and Annie go to the evangelical fest, evangelical festival and they, he convinces Annie to get him into the VIP group with um, where you meet Ezekiel, who was the guy that you see in episode one with the stretchy arms at the club, macking on a couple of dudes
0: was not so, praying the way the game, he was not praying it the way he was at not, all. he
1: was doing quite the opposite. Yeah, so <laughs> Huey goes in and does a hilarious first attempt at blackmail where he says my all time favorite quote, of You played my butt like jazz, and um, then essentially he blackmails him into telling him all about the compound V, and then um, he goes back to his homies and shares that with them, all the while they're learning more about. The female, right, and what her background is, Mm -hmm. and um, eventually in this episode, I think you find out her name's Kumiko. Is it this episode? Is it the next?
0: Yeah. Well, they all kind of they all kind of mesh together, and you You got about ten seconds left.
1: Oh no! Okay, (laughs) you find out her name's Kumiko, and she is basically a trained child soldier working for a terrorist organization. Then there's some really funny scenes at a collateral damage survivors group. And then they meet Mesmer, who kind of helps them. Um, what does he help them do? He's he, going terribly.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> in the times up, oh. we got, we barely got <laughs> out, we barely got out of episode five. But yes. So they so they talk to Mesmer because <laughs> uh, yeah, Frenchie and Mother's Milk wanted to find out more about the mm-hmm. the female of the species, and so they find Mesmer, who was doing a con, making some uh, making some money on the side signing some autographs and it's kind of funny when he he was kind of hooking up with what that one fan and when he you know because he could he can read thoughts when he touches somebody but unfortunately that really kind of goes wrong because mesmer goes to homelander and you know like you know rats him out. yep so i guess really quickly he rats him out which means the boys are now officially on homelander's radar and especially mr huey who's a known entity in terms of being starlight's boyfriend and that kind of starts a whole bunch of drama and yeah the last few episodes there's a bunch of big reveals i thought was pretty exciting and stuff so let's get into some of that stuff because let's do our sevens because i think we're gonna be talking about a bunch of these cliffhangers right yeah so yeah top okay. sevens
1: I promise you, I really did retain the last four episodes.
0: <laughs> no, it's, it's all <laughs> going to come out here. It's all, I put you on the spot. I'm sorry.
1: All right, all right.
0: What's so, your number seven?
1: My number seven is a quote by Billy Butcher when he's at that um, kind of like collateral damage support group, and they're <laughs> all being wussies about their injuries and uh, putting all the soups on pedestals. And he stands up and looks at them. And he says, where's your fucking rage? And I just thought that was so... That was so Billy Butcher. Just all in one sentence. It was good.
0: I number seven was Mesmer himself, Haley Joel Osment, who was a pretty funny uh, addition to it, even though he does get killed by Billy Butcher, who it was pretty is you could definitely see how dangerous he was because Billy Butcher, it's almost like Billy Butcher and Homelander are both like kind of they're going towards this confrontation at the end. And Billy Butcher is out for blood and he's not playing around. And poor Mesmer that moment where he was touching Billy Butcher and all of a he's like, oh my god, please don't. And it slammed right into the into the bathroom sink in the urinal and he was done. But
1: do you think R. he foresaw R.I.P.? He was also my number six. But do you mm-hmm. think he foresaw his death or do you think he actually saw something far more sinister that Billy Butcher has done or intends to do?
0: I think he saw he, he got the idea well that's interesting. Does Mesmer read thoughts or just read past?
1: Either way, um yeah,
0: I think I think okay. it's thoughts. I think he he it became clear that Billy wasn't going to let him out alive. You know, whether it's yeah. past thoughts of like because he's he's already shown that he is going to betray him just to get in good back with the seven, because he used to be part of this teenage uh, kicks outfit, which also popclaw was as well. And now they're, they're kind of down on their luck superheroes, which is also an interesting concept because there can only be a few successful superheroes.
1: I, yeah. Right? So that does bring up my question, but I want to follow up real quick. I yeah. love, that was my number six. I love mm-hmm. that Haley Joel Osment was casted because he's famous for being a kid in movies who can see things others can't. And he's oh, casted great, yeah. as Mesmer, who's famous for playing a kid on TV who can see things others can't. Um, and I just loved, my millennial heart loved that so much. And <laughs> um, But then also the beautiful tragedy that is, he is spending time with a daughter who wants nothing to do with him and nobody mm-hmm. needs to read minds to see that. Um, I thought that was kind of poetic, but My question is, how can... So if each superhero was intentionally and deliberately created, which I'm assuming costs a lot of money, right? Why would they lose track of them or let them fade into obscurity like Mesmer or like that angel person or even Ezekiel who's kind of just on the side doing his little Christian scam?
0: I mean, because at a certain point, maybe the... The big superheroes are making so much money and it's so profitable that it's just basically kind of a crapshoot. You know, Mesmer had his yeah. time to really earn his money when he was doing his uh, TV show, you know, as a little kid. And he just like out outlived his usefulness. He was no longer a cute little brain reading kid anymore that was solving crimes. He was now. But
1: he can yeah. still do it. So like the day trading comment, he could still Mm -hmm. do that. He could still work for the CIA, the FBI. So I guess I just wonder Mm -hmm. what, and I don't know if they ever will cover it, but why Vought would decide someone's just irrelevant.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. And that would be interesting to find out. But I think there's definitely a a certain amount of distrust uh, between the government and Vought and the superheroes. And that's like a big kind of subplot that kind of went through where – uh, something we didn't really touch in the last uh kind of last episode is one of the big. Like, I I kind of have it on one of my up upcoming, but it's just sort of getting this getting legitimized, you know, into a point like to a different point where you're getting government money now, not just you know box office returns. Right. Um. <laughs> all right. Um. My number six is um. Kind of Annie and Huey. Are they still do you think they're still a thing at the start of season two? What do you think?
1: It's interesting because going into season two, a lot of people are at a like a moral or developmental crossroads, right? Like they mm-hmm. could become two different versions of themselves. Um I think she chose him, right? I yeah. mean, I think they'll have a lot of trust issues and mm-hmm. things to discuss, but it seems like which also leads into my next point. But yeah, it seems like she finally picked a side of some sort and it was his side.
0: So, and it's a good thing. She doesn't take being lied to as badly as Homelander. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, if you think about it, so she's my fifth and it's, so it's just her in general and finally picking a side. I thought that was a big moment. because you don't know Mm -hmm. where she's going to go. And she's this like one character who's been so pure and innocent throughout the whole thing. Um, with genuinely good intentions and just thrown into this world that she was not necessarily prepared, prepared for at all. Um, But she realizes at some point she has nothing like everything she believed in gets taken from her, both through Huey's deceptions and through her mom and her, the company she works for her dream job, all of this. And so I think she just decided that Huey's, Huey was for a good cause at least whereas everyone else she didn't really support so it was really interesting to see her have to make that decision and come full circle and decide that someone who had mistreated her was at least uh, doing it with good intentions
0: <laughs> sort of good intentions like I don't, like I still yeah, yeah I, I like Huey a lot as a character and he was sort of starting to be honest with with uh annie but obviously like it wasn't the uh, the truth you know when in episode four when she was just really upset about everything and she's just like oh did you have a good time in the vip can i get you anything else and then he finally is like oh i'm going to come clean about robin but kind of leave out a big (laughs) but you know yeah you know um and so yeah i mean it's it's but I still like them as a couple, and I still, you know, I think yeah. maybe they have a future. But of course, there's going to be something that happens in season two, because yeah, there always is.
1: They'll need some couples counseling. I mean, I don't think you just bounce back from your boyfriend basically not being who he said he was at all.
0: Um. All right. What's your number six?
1: All right. So we, um, mine was, or my number, f- are we on? We're on five, right?
0: No, we're at six. Unless you, what was your six? Because you said Starlight was your five.
1: Oh gosh, my six was Haley Joel Osment, but I already talked oh, about. Oh, him. that's right.
0: Okay, yeah, we're okay. getting all. Okay, no, no, you're right.
1: So my so my fifth was Annie slash Starlight. So I think now it's your fifth.
0: Oh, oh no! I do have a question about Annie. So if you were Annie and you found out that your mom pumped you full of the compound V, would you be upset if you had a superpower?
1: I would because if I was Annie, because mm-hmm. she said it herself, right? Like this wasn't her dream and her life has turned out in her, in her eyes to be pretty sucky. So mm-hmm. um, I would feel a little bit of resentment that all of my life was decided without any say, without my input at all. Um, I mean, granted, it's kind of like, I think of it as like child stars, you know, Mm, their parents think they want glory for them and they kind of throw them into the situation and the children have no say, but they get sucked into a world that they, um, weren't necessarily equipped for. So I would, would you,
0: you know, I don't know. It depends on what kind of superpower I had, but I could see, I could see where you're kind of, um, upset about it you know and yeah she's definitely put into a situation but there's a lot of lies too i probably would be upset once it came out like the dad left not because he was a bad well he was sort of a bad person but he's kind of forced out once he's like i'm not really into this anymore you know which is a weird
1: stand to take Like you're just like i'm out instead of actually trying (laughs) to i don't know
0: um but yeah it's pretty interesting so what is your favorite starlight or annie uh, phase. She went through a lot of phase. She was bright eyed, bushy tailed starlight. And then she was uh, wearing her grunge flannel, <laughs> st- you know, sulking around <laughs> there. And then she was uh, righteously upset. Um, yeah. Vengeance oh, Annie.
1: I always like a good vengeance girl. So I, mm-hmm. I like vengeance Annie, but I do have a soft spot for her like broke, broke college girl. Look in the flannel. <laughs> it really hits home a little, a little too painfully. But you know, it's been years. Oh, so,
0: speaking of painful, is the deep on your sevens?
1: He is actually. Okay, right okay.
0: Here. I'll 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 wait until you get there because I was just thinking of something. Okay. Okay. Uh, my number five is uh, Homelander creating super terrorists. Oh, that's a good one. That, yeah. So that's obviously something that's going to be coming down the line, and it kind of opens up a big. It's kind of a continuation of a big plot line where fought. Va- Is looking for, looking to be basically hired to be the military for the US. Uh, They're receiving a bunch of pushback from politicians, but they started um, doing a whole bunch of um blackmail and you know kind of dirty politics just to get through get through there and it's just um it's something that's obviously going to happen in season two it's probably going to continue on but it's, it's very interesting kind of that thing where it's like homelander is officially off the reservation he was doing it on his own sending an a-train all over the place <laughs> poor a-train who has a who has a heart attack and um which do you think he's he, <laughs> is he still alive um because I see him in the promo pictures, right?
1: I bet I know he's still sounds- alive. Yeah. 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 I feel like they would show a death definitively. But um right. yeah, that was good. That was so good because right when right when you think that Stillwell's back is against the wall and mm-hmm. they're screwed, the CIA has got them, they're never going to work with them. This ha- there's this reveal of the super terrorist and then you realize that the CIA basically has no choice but to work with them even knowing that they set up this whole situation. Yeah. Really interesting.
0: All right, yeah. what's your number 4?
1: Okay, my number 4 is um my number 4 is the them revealing that Becca Butcher is not only alive but she's raising her and Homelander's super son which Mm -hmm. I believe was a big swerve from the storyline in the comic books,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. So in, in the comics, uh, Becca butcher dies in childbirth, which is what they tell Homelander in, in the, uh, series, which is interesting because if you're a comic fan, you're expecting to hear that you're expecting to hear that the wife, uh, died during childbirth, but in the comics, uh, Billy butcher kills the infant which is a little bit different. So, I mean, maybe that's a little... But it still kind of rings true, like, okay, Becca's dead. But the showrunner, um, Eric Kripke, I found an article which he specifically said that he wanted to avoid that, which is a common um, sort of plot device called fridging. I I forgot where... Yeah, fridging is basically which is just sees women being killed off as a motivation for male heroes. And I forgot where the fridge comes from. It's like one of those things. So he, he was really good. So I think he's, so here's kind of, I have some of, some of his, uh, quotes about it, it says, uh, this is from him. I acknowledge that it's a cliche. but I have certain elements of my story that I'm locked into. It always nudges us a little in the writer's room. He's probably talking about Robin and <laughs> Huey. Cause that is like, it's probably too much of a, uh, it's, it's so it's so kind of like in the story that this happens that k- kicks huey off which you can't really get away from but it's you know? kind
1: of good because you can see it as a play or like a wink at all the other comic books that are mm-hmm. kind yeah, of and not I, unrealistic it's
0: also, but i think it's it also provides a really good uh kind of insight into all of this world so it, like the death kind of really serves a purpose because not only does she die which motivates huey on to go Seek revenge. The person that killed her was A Train. Hopped up on this Compound V, and he, then you start seeing like, oh, these superheroes are are just not. I don't know if they're really bad people. They wouldn't consider themselves bad. It sets but, you up
1: for like disenchantment, right? Like, yeah, it's so, yeah, It was so so good, but so shocking to see the next um couple of scenes where he's being presented with an NDA. He's yep. being offered hush money like that's not what you would expect from a superhero universe
0: yeah, so. it also seems i guess a lot more realistic because you could see those kind of things happen you know like in real world if it ever happened to you right. uh okay so and also what do you say so he didn't want to just have becca just be a death there but i think he's really looking basically like uh, he says you have this kid this is t- about the child who's half human half monster half the person butcher loves most in the world and half the person butcher hates most in the world is just too perfect a character not to keep alive and so uh it was definitely so that's the twist at the ending where you see um homelander just like in his most i mean what's the right word for it you have a better vocabulary than me like and he's <laughs> like, you know, like uh but you know what i'm saying is he is yeah, yeah. he, he like he's like butcher at first thinks like he has him like was still well with the with the explosives but then right. then homelander's like i don't care you know but still saves butcher's life because he knows that this is what's going to happen. That is and, the
1: cruelest saving him is yeah. actually the cruelest most sinister move because you know that he he knows butcher is now going to realize that his whole motive for the last mm-hmm. decade is now stripped completely. Um
0: and so that so yeah. I'm I'm I think out of all the characters I'm the most interested to see what billy butcher is going to do because in the comics he is just basically this murderous psychopath who just happens to want to murder superheroes right i mean i, I know that you did yeah. but like uh read the book uh read the comics but um in the end to where he's almost a bad guy too and, and so it's going to be interesting so i'm really interested to see what he does now right right i don't think he's yeah he's definitely not going to go like in. You know, go into retirement or anything, but it's—he's not—he's—I he, think it's a much better better character making this choice than just having Becca fridged, like the showrunner was saying. You know, so it's kind of a good curveball, I think.
1: Oh, totally! It sets all those characters up for w- what's Becca Butcher like now? Um, where's Billy going to go with this, and how's Homeland going to deal with this? Because he had a humanizing—I mean, I'm not saying Learner" is going to be turned into this great guy. I think that's pretty impossible, but he had a really humanizing moment with um what was it Jonah the doctor who was kind of yeah,
0: like Yeah. Th- th- uh time. Jonah Vogel something the guy that uh, was on Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, played by they're...
0: John Doman from the from the Wire fame, which
1: oh, I remember him from. But anyways, such a good cast. But yeah, he had a moment yeah. where even I started to kind of sympathize with him and understand why he is the way he is Um, even and even I I felt a little of a little bit of emotional turmoil and pain on his behalf at the way that Jonah was talking to him so cruelly I think you know telling him you're my failure and as if he was as if he didn't have emotions or was was a lab Lab rat, like how they treated him. Um. Anyway, so it's interesting to see where they go from there, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I came. I came to an epiphany through the second rewatch, or second or third rewatch, which I'm I'm going to leave it to the to the end to my number one because this is
1: oh okay my number one the
0: Becca Butcher lives. All right, but number uh, but number four I had was uh Butcher, like the whole thing about. Uh uncovering the secret to compound V and the babies, and he uses the laser baby, which I thought was probably the best uh action scene where he just a yeah. little baby and just blows everybody up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. um, my number four was actually the scenes with all of the deeps his little sidebar is just some of the weirdest
0: <laughs> to Sandusky, Ohio. Moment
1: yes um
0: i think but, one of the show the showrunner is from ohio eric kripke or somebody on the staff and they thought it'd be really funny that he goes to ohio and he is completely bored and then he gets a little come up and <laughs> right. with, with a groupie which is like i actually started feeling bad for the deep. Oh, i don't seems, know if, if that's I know. okay like I,
1: I think you're supposed to that scene is pretty it was hard for me to watch and but I, why couldn't he just push her off I don't understand why he was so helpless. I, th-
0: I think he's just, I don't know, maybe he's just so depressed. And like
1: Something about the gills makes him...
0: Yeah, maybe it's like, um, yeah, if somebody was just like, I don't know, like just jamming their fingers up your nose, would it be kind of hard to recover enough to push him off? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe it's fear. I don't know. But I. yeah, that made me feel for him, but I started to feel for him in, I mean, I love Chasera. With a
0: dolphin, but, yeah. Know.
1: But long, <laughs> yeah, long before that, you start, like, he starts out this giant douchebag, but then you start to, he just becomes this, like, dopey care. I don't know. Dopey's not quite the right word, but so my number four was actually, um... All of the scenes with the deeps botched animal rescue attempts, like
0: the lobster, <laughs> yeah. it was so
1: sad.
0: No, oh. <laughs> they kill it right there. This, <laughs>
1: oh, he's like, no, that one's my guy. That one's my guy, and he's all happy, and they just take him out and
0: poor Deep. He's so, and- yeah, he like it's so it's so funny just how much like how much confidence he's lost he's like i think it he says like i'm just like a dude that can talk to fish or something (laughs) you know that's all i can do i remember seeing something like that where he's just like if there's something near the water they call me but other than that i'm not much use you know
1: i know i think that's a really it is really interesting that he's starting to get imposter syndrome and realize that his place in the seven and i don't know i I feel for him a lot, mm-hmm. and I—I mm-hmm. I feel like I would try to rescue every sea creature if I had his power. So
0: um, that'd be tough. Like you just be walk around, like you walk into a Chinese restaurant and you just see that big. Ah! <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's my thing, isn't the whole lobster take screaming? You just hear yeah. like screams of terror everywhere he goes. I don't know.
0: Maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's like that one SNL skit, um, Lobster Diner or you know Diner Lobster. Ah, I haven't.
1: Seen Do you remember it. that one? No. Uh, you're
0: gonna have to see that. Um, it is amazing. All okay. right, so number three, um, I had Huey goes back to save Frenchie and Mother's Milk.
1: That's literally was, my number three. Or no, oh, that's really? My number, <laughs> that's my number three, right? Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah. And so yeah, Huey Huey basically uh, parts ways with Butcher. He decides he's going to try to get his his uh, friends back. And he <laughs> he he smuggles in some wire in a retainer and it's kind of funny that they have to smack it he had to keep hitting them <laughs> to get it out and, and so yeah they escape they fight their way out starlight comes at the end and saves well I guess it's more a trains drug overdose kind of gives them enough time to get out of there and that's the end of their their story so that's gonna be very interesting to see that reunion between butcher and those guys you know
1: yeah. Um, I lied to you. I already did my number three. That's my number two, oh. though. But um, yes, I totally agree. He it, it was also one of those interesting splits, right? Like the whole series, I'm afraid. Like, is he just going to become Butcher? Like, is he destined mm-hmm. to become Butcher? Um, and then they both show their true colors when they're arguing over whether to save the, the rest of the gang or not. Um, and so him choosing was... I saw it as the moment Huey like became less of a victim to circumstances mm-hmm. and took charge and proved his loyalty I loved the Trojan horse rescue mission and
0: yeah um, oh and also they yeah. rescued Kamiko too I forgot to mention that yes but she, yes. she but she was out uh she was out like what was she like hooked up to were they draining her they were doing something weird to her I can't yeah. I can't quite remember yeah. but yeah they live to fight another day. Did you have a number three then? or did I we feel like old? my
1: three was the deep. And I just, okay. I was one ahead of you.
0: You said, oh, okay. did you have a four? Did we? Already, uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was your number? Your number two was Huey Goes Back.
1: My number two is Huey. So it's your number okay. two now.
0: My number two was Homelander. Eye lasers uh, still well. That's then- my number one. So that was, (laughs) so that you saw a bunch of payoff of all that just really creepy, weird, still well Homelander stuff, where I know that our our good friend Gabby is very convinced that she was giving Homelander blowjobs on the side or a little bit, but I still don't think that ever happened until the end where she mounts them. Was that their first time? I, I, I gotta think it is. You know, she would do stuff like let him, like put his, her his head in her lap and like she would yeah. like but I think so it has to be because she, like if, I believe when she finally says I'm scared of you it's probably really true and she knew like basically the only kind of thing that she had was this kind of weird tension that Homelander has with her because he grew up without a family he grew up like totally screwed up and mm-hmm. somehow imprinted on Stillwell. And she used that to go to basically the eighty second floor, almost uh, into, you know, almost gets to the leadership position within Vought yeah. before she lied one too many times to the big psychopath in the American flag cape. And <laughs> you know, so yeah, so that was. I, I remember the first time I was really surprised that that's what he did. He's just like he just scorched her skull. It was another know?
1: twist. I thought Butcher had yeah. it, but. I know I was Were you really surprised when he just lit up her face.
0: Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. So did you have any other thoughts when like, what did you think when you first saw like all that go down?
1: I didn't see it coming. So they did. It was another good twist that they threw in there. I was so sure Mm -hmm. there was going to be poetic justice and Billy butcher was going to kill her in the exact same way. He thought Becca Mm -hmm. butcher had gone out. Essentially. I didn't, I just really didn't see it coming. I thought she I thought by doing whatever she did with Homelander she successfully got control of him and so that was an interesting little turn. And then Billy Butcher blew up the house anyways.
0: Yep. Yeah. Because he's just sort of like I forgot what he said. He's just basically just like fuck it. I'm Well so I'm here's done. the thing.
1: Did the baby, I doubt Homelander saved the baby.
0: No, right? the baby's dead, yeah. So is Whoa. that
1: an, is that like an Easter egg to Billy Butcher in the comic books killing a baby, or no?
0: Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't know, but Because the baby, like, you know, obviously the Teddy Stillwell, the baby, did not exist in the comic, because in the comic Stillwell was a man. And oh, so, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yes.
1: I can't yep. picture that character as anyone other than Madeline.
0: Elizabeth Shue, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah Yep, I was um, a little upset that Elizabeth Shue was gone, but I think you know she had a really good run as a character, and I guess went out with a bang, as I said. (laughs) All right, so let's get into my number one, which is uh, so it's still so it's the whole Becca Butcher lives with Homelander's baby, and so what I what it dawned to me about because i think it's going to be interesting about what becca says her motivations were there's that whole thing where she sits on that park bench for three hours and is thinking about something and walks away and that's the last time anybody ever sees with them sees them i think what happened was uh if you if you can remember what the doctor told homelander about his biggest regret was trying to grow trying to raise homelander in this lab Without a loving parent at all, and he wondered about how how different would Homelander be mm. with with a mother or something like that. Somehow, I I feel like that's the thing that's going to come out in season two, and that's where I was like, of course, Becca decided to do this because she saw Homelander. I and, see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. and so even if it, so, part of the strengths is that you had to leave Billy behind you can't tell her tell him where he's going you can't tell anybody because now your your responsibility is almost to raise the good homelander type of thing i don't know so that's what so that that, so that's my crackpot theory that came to mind once i started when i rewatched everything so what do you think
1: that makes sense i didn't really yeah i thought they just um i knew that they were wanted to shield her from everyone asking questions. Right. So with the death story and then keeping the kid to use him in some way, but that ties it full circle. Um That's really well thought out. I think that could be it, but also why would Becca, what could they offer Becca that would, that would be worth giving up her whole life? Just. Well,
0: her it's, child? Still her, it's still her child, right? Yeah. Like yeah. regardless of how it's conceived. Um, it's her
1: child. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's no way to like send, you know, send Billy a sign.
0: Right. And, but did she know that Billy was like this, you know? Yeah. It's,
1: it'll be really interesting. She's kind of that, um, she's the loose end that will could explain like what has really been going on the last 10 years or however long she's been gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm really interested to see, see what she'll be up to in the next season. Right. Because I don't know if, yeah, if she's, like, happy to be in this situation and has embraced it, or if she is kind of trapped in it, it'll be really interesting.
0: So And so, yeah, there we go. Our top seven topics for myself and Tiff. And then we we got through it all. There's a bunch of stuff that we didn't yeah. quite uh, talk about that, you know, like A-Train getting his ass kicked by Kamiko, breaking his leg, which is pretty nice, and um, <laughs> a bunch of that kind of stuff. But we are getting into, yeah. So that is everything that happened in season one. I guess really quickly, if you had one thing that you're looking forward to most in season two, what would it be?
1: Oh, gosh. Um,
0: Character or something.
1: It's for sure seeing what, like I mentioned, everyone's kind of at a crossroads as to who, what type of person they become. Um, I'm really interested in seeing which path they take. Um, But really, for sure, what I'm most curious about and what I want to know the most about is Becca Butcher and what her motives are and who she is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I guess I'm interested in also that, but also how it affects Billy.
1: Yes. And you their know? first and like, conversation, if they yeah. have one. Oof. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Are they going to have it like with Homelander just like looking there and like, <laughs> how does Billy get out of there? Right. Because I think Homelander just wants Billy Butcher to live with his knowledge. He doesn't want it to. He wants it to hurt as much as possible, you know, which is basically what Billy Butcher wants to do with the Homelander. So, yeah. That's yeah, it's going to be interesting. Anything else that you're kind of really looking forward to off the top of your head?
1: Uh, I like there's I want to get to know more of the the rest of the 7. There's a few that I don't know well enough, like Black Noir. Does he just never talk? Is that his thing?
0: I guess. Um, I don't know if it's going to be quite the same Black Noir okay. in the comic book. I'm not sure. Definitely not. I, I I seem to have heard some sort of rumor that he's going to have a bigger presence in season two. And there's also going to be another addition to The Seven, obviously, because they lost Translucent. And mm-hmm. her name is Stormfront and played by Aya Cash. I believe that's the actress's name. And uh, I think she was part of... About, like, a two minute clip that they put out where she was doing some sort of selfie Instagram, like, live streaming thing of, you know, there's like Homelander and Queen Maeve, Queen Maeve, who's who's really a lesbian, or yes. maybe she's bi. I'm sorry, like, because she was with Homelander. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you got, you met her kind of significant other, which is funny because her, girlfriend whatever I forgot her name um she acts in a children's series that my kids really like called Dino Dana and she's the (laughs) mom there so I was just like wait wait a moment
1: it's Dino Dana Uh, yeah (laughs) that's that's funny um yeah so exactly I want to learn more about Maeve I found her really interesting I thought it was um I liked that Queen Maeve took Annie slash Starlight under her wing kind of towards the end and stood up for Mm -hmm. her a little bit do you think that's genuine?
0: Yeah, I think it's almost like one of those things where Annie just really, I mean, Annie kind of said the right things that got underneath her maze BS, right? Mm-hmm. Finally it got scored a hit. Where she just yeah, broke her facade. She realized that you know, whether it's because like she was thinking about what happened in the plane, you know, maybe that's really kind of where it started crumbling down. And then finally Annie scored a couple of hits by going like, I bet you didn't even do that thing with the bus or blah, blah, blah. You were my hero. And now look at you, you know, just telling me to go along, you know, and don't say, you know, don't, you know, make a fuss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I liked their dynamics. I just want to get to know the rest of the seven. I feel like I have a pretty good grip on Homelander and starting to get the deep a little bit. So.
0: And we're also going to see more of. Mr. Edgar, who we only saw at the end of and one episode. Yes. So that is going to be pretty interesting as well. So Mr. Edgar is going to have a more prominent role with Madeline Stillwell being dead and um and along with poor Teddy. Poor Teddy. So yeah.
1: Teddy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh gosh. So And dark.
0: maybe the the babysitter too, right? Because the babysitter was just passed out.
1: Yeah, I mean real- I assume. If you're leaving it up to Homelander to decide who he takes out with him, I don't think he would have grabbed either of them. Um, but now that we know that Homelander's super fertile, mm-hmm. say this isn't the um first time between Stillwell and him. Is there a chance that Teddy is also some Homelander spawn? Huh? Do we know the father?
0: I thought it was just she. I think she was. Uh, she was alluding to the fact that it was a donor.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know.
0: What if? It, what if she did? What if they knew he could do that and still well took some of? Well, wouldn't know, she
1: like, know because of Becca Butcher?
0: Yeah, she would. I
1: don't
0: know. Oh, that would be pretty. We better get our idea into the show <laughs> right now so they can do some reshoots. <laughs> yeah,
1: some you've of. got a loose end here. <laughs> yeah. Make it work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so we are at the end of the show. We got a lot of st- stuff that's going to happen this Friday. All three ep- first episodes of the season are dropping. Oh, I'm nervous. For Labor Day. So we're going to have to focus, <laughs> watch, you know, pay attention, and then hopefully we'll be able to come with some hot takes next week.
1: Why do I feel like you're scolding me?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm appreciating you. Okay. No.
1: And lasering, you're using like laser vision. <laughs> no. We're gonna focus.
0: No, We're I'm. I'm saying be... for myself. You know, I.
1: I need it too, though. Actually, because uh, three episodes yeah. we've got. Yeah,
0: tell Ben to stop yapping away, just to focus on it, and then maybe the next episode we can get uh, a Ben take on stuff. He's probably horribly confused by everything.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be good. I think he he'd be good he should come on for sure
0: okay he'll, well, he'll have some
1: good takes i feel like him and i have complete opposite um we feel very differently about each character so oh really
0: good.
1: yeah yeah it's good dynamic
0: well so. i am i am looking forward to that and with that please listeners have you made it this far like review subscribe to this podcast feed on apple podcasts it does make a difference and with that Tiff, thank you very much for coming on. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you. And submit your questions so I can pretend yes. to know what I'm talking about when I answer them. I think attack-